Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ufiruhu Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakalu alayhi Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa min sayhiyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillalah Wa man yudlil falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna sayyadana muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His family, his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has created mankind with a purpose and that purpose is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he explains this and he clarifies this and he says, وَمَا خَلَقُتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That I've created mankind and jinn except that they worship me, yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has sent prophets from the time of Adam alayhi salam until the final messenger who was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And each and every messenger, they came with the same message. And this was to worship one Allah and one Allah alone. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his message was no different. His message was that to take people out of darkness and bring people into the light of the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him something which was extremely special. And this was that whenever the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke, he did not speak out of his own accord, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired him sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he spoke. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Najm, وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he did not speak out of his own accord, but rather we inspired him sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he spoke. And this is why my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the Quran, it has a very important connection. Like how, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he mentions in the Quran about salah, in many places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he continues it with paying your zakah. And we see in many verses in the Quran that there's this link. That establish your prayer and pay your zakah. So like that, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Qur'an cannot be there on its own. 
as there are certain verses that needs the explanation from the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has revealed to you the book and وَالْحِكْمَةِ and wisdom. And the Mufassirun, the scholars of Tafsir, they explain that this word hikmah refers to the prophetic teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions in Surah Ali Imran, and he says, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولَهُ مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that indeed Allah has done the believers, يعني including the believing males and females, a great favor by raising a messenger from amongst them, reciting to them his revelations, purifying them, and teaching them the book and wisdom. Again, this word hikmah refers to the prophetic teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And one of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Al-Miqdam ibn Ma'di Kariba radiyallahu an, he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned to his companions one day and he says ala inni utitu al-kitaba wa mithlahu ma'ahu that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he told his companions that indeed i was given the book and something like it referring to the ahadith the prophetic traditions of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam my beloved brothers and sisters in islam there's been consensus amongst the scholars whether they be of old yani the classical ulama or whether they be the latter scholars that the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a hujjah in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning that the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Islamic legislation. It is part of our Islamic law. And the first source or the primary source of Islamic law is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the Quran. And the second source is the prophetic teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ ذِكْرَ And we have sent down to you this dhikr, this reminder, لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ As a reminder, مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ so that you may explain this reminder to the people O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He reveals and He sends down 
the Quran. And with the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he sends down Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with his teachings. And if one was just to pause, and if one was just to think a moment, you go out to a particular shop, you need to buy the latest iPad, you need to buy the latest cell phone, or a stove, or a fridge, whatever appliance yani, you need for your house. And you open the box, and you take out the item, what do you find in there? You find a booklet. And this booklet will tell you that you need to have so much watts, you need to plug it in, you cannot plug it in in less watts, otherwise the thing will blow, etc. This is how you switch it on. And many other, or a lot of information regarding this item. So like that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He sends down the Qur'an via Jibreel alayhi salam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And many verses, walhamdulillah, you can open the Qur'an, you can read it, you can understand it. Then there are certain verses which maybe one cannot understand. And this is why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at certain times he was asked by his companions Ridwanullahi alayhi ajma'in What does this mean Ya Rasulullah? What does that mean Ya Rasulullah? And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will then explain to his companions and this was memorized, this was recorded later, and this is known as the prophetic teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, it is wajib, it is compulsory on every believing male and female. And its status, its makana, its greatness, its ta'zim, it is something that needs to be practiced, it needs to be believed in by every single believing male and female. And no one can say that I only follow the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately we find in our communities, we find in our societies today that we have people that links themselves to Al-Islam. They link themselves to this deen and this beautiful deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unfortunately, when it comes to following and practicing and admitting that the sunnah is part of this deen, it is part of our legacy, then they fall short. And as I mentioned earlier, that whatever the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, he did not speak out of his own accord. وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى That indeed, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he did not speak out of his own accord, but we inspired him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he spoke. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Obedience to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by following his way, by following his sunnah, by following his tariqah, his pathway. This is indeed compulsory 
on each and every believing male and female. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah An-Nisa, May rasula Allah. That obedience or whoever follows the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has followed or indeed has followed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من أطاعني فقد أطاع الله ومن عصاني فقد عصى الله The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم on the authority of Abu Huraira this hadith is found in Bukhari and Muslim he says that whomsoever obeys me has indeed obeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whomsoever disobeys me has indeed disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as Allah azza wa jal describes him, he says that he was rahmatul lil alameen. He was a mercy unto mankind. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was khayrul bashar. He was the best of mankind. And if one opens the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can go through pages and you can go through the chapters of the Quran and you will find in various chapters and in various places Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he praises and he honors the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has made it such that if we as an ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we as Muslims that follows this deen of Islam, if we have a particular matter, if we have a particular situation that needs to be discussed with regards to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the most forgiving and the most merciful, He says to us in Surah An-Nisa, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولَ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ O oh, you who believe, believe in males and females, obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey the messenger and those in authority amongst you. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِن تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ And this is the crux of it. That if there's a difference of opinion, that I say this and you say that, فَإِن تَنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ so we are disputing on a matter. Then what do we do? 
Do I not speak to you for 10 days? Do I boycott you? No. فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ Take this matter back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we are all in agreement that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he has passed on. We are all in agreement that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yani you can't take a WhatsApp message and message the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So where do you take this matter back to? You take it back to the Quran and you take it back to the prophetic teachings of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like for example, the books of Bukhari, the books of Muslim, the books of Tirmidhi, and all the other muhaddithun. And in these books, it is established that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did that, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam approved of a companion doing something in front of him. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he informs us in Surah Al-Hashr, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ That take whatever the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given you and leave off what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has left off. Meaning, with regards to your ibadah, with regards to your deen, Take what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given you and leave off what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has not indulged in. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us and he says to us in a hadith that is found in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad on the authority of Abu Rafi' He says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Let me not find one of you reclining on his couch, where he hears something regarding me, which I have commanded or forbidden, and saying, We do not know what we found in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's book, we have followed. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has prophesied, that there's going to come a time when people will be reclining on their couches. Well, let's paint the picture of today. Someone is sitting behind his keyboard. Someone is sitting on his cell phone. And they see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's messenger has said, do the following or abstain from the following. And for example, he sees that it says it is found in Bukhari, or it is found in Tirmidhi, or it is found in the Musnad of Ahmad, or whatever book of hadith. And this hadith is authentic, or this hadith is Hassan. And then he says, you know what? I still don't accept this hadith. Because it is not found in the book of Allah, who subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa na'udhu billah. And this type of thinking has been coming on for a while. 
It's not something new that happened about 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. I take you back to the great Tabi'i and companions. Imran ibn Hussein, who was a Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he's sitting with a group of people which most likely was some of the Tabi'een. And a man gets up in this gathering and a man says to Imran ibn Hussein, do not narrate to us except what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. Imran ibn Hussein, he tells the man, come close. Come a bit closer. Come sit in front of me. So the man comes close and Imran ibn Hussein says to him, do you think if you and your companions were only to rely on the Quran that you would find in that Salatul Dhuhr is four raka'at, Salatul Asr is four raka'at, Salatul Maghrib is three raka'at? Bring one ayah. Right? Bring a verse from the Quran from Surah Al-Fatiha until Surah Al-Nas that tells us we must make two rakats for Fajr. That tells us we must make four rakats. Right? If you can bring this, then we can leave off the hadith. But unfortunately, you can't. Because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has explained the amount of rakat. He goes on and he says, Do you think if you and your companions were to solely rely on the Qur'an that you would find in it that to circumambulate, meaning when you make tawaf you must walk around the Kaaba seven times bring the ayah or he says and to travel between Safa and Marwa how many times you must do this bring the verse then he says O people take from us for by Allah if you do not take from us, you would be misguided. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, this is an extremely vast topic and the ulama, the scholars, they have written books in defense of the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I leave you with a hadith and this hadith is on the authority of Irbad ibn Sariya and he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he gave us a sermon by which our hearts were filled with fear and tears came to our eyes so we said Ya Rasulullah it is as though a farewell sermon is coming forth. Meaning, he says to the Prophet wasallam, it seems that you are giving us your farewell sermon. So counsel us. I'm sure some of us sit in here, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant our parents long life, grant our families security and safety. But you've been by someone on the deathbed. 
And that last advice that they give you is extremely important. So the Sahaba, they think that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is giving final advice as this was towards the end of his life. So they ask him, O Messenger of Allah, give us advice. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, I advise you and I counsel you to have taqwa. Be God conscious. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of whatever you do. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, and to listen and to obey your ruler. Even if your ruler be a slave were to become your amir. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says again, if you ponder on these next few words, it is a prophecy of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that indeed, he amongst you who lives long will see great controversy. Don't we see that today? And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gives advice of what to do when you find yourself in this controversy. He says, Alaykum bi sunnah. Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati khulafa al rashidin al mahdiin. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says that when you find great difficulties, when you find fitna and fasad, then what must you do? You don't run to the sheikh, you don't run to that person. You go back to my sunnah. You go back to my sunnah. And you go back to the sunnah of the Khulafa al-Rashidin al-Mahdihin. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he then says, And cling and hold onto this with your mawla teeth, meaning hold firm onto the sunnah and the sunnah of the Khulafa al-Rashidin. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ends off, and I end off on this. He says, And beware of newly invented matters, in this religion for indeed every innovation every bid'ah is misguidance we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh